Vsak podjetnik je zgodba za se. Imamo pa skupne točke. PKNP nudi drug pogled na tvoj podjetniški izziv. Ker nekdo že ve, tudi za tiste, ki nimate podjetniških problemov. Poslušanje je anonimno. Dobrodošli na Sidov podcast z Urošem Čimžarjem. Živjo, podjetnik sem že od svojih študentskih dni. Vedno pa so mi srečenja z bolj izkušenimi, pomagala biti še boljši. Zaradi tega še danes vsak pogovor je jelan kot priložno za učenje. Z nami je Milena Dolenc, podpredsednica HR oddelka v podjetju Outfit7 v podružnici Ekipa 2 Sedežem Ljubljani. Outfit7 je globalno najhitreje rastoče podjetje na področju mobilne gaming industrije, najbolj prepoznam po produktu Talking Tom and Friends. Milena je mednarodna strokovnjakinja na področju razvoja in delovanja ekip, ki temeljijo na people-driven kreativnem okolju in trenutno vključuje več kot 400 zaposlenih v Outfit7 ekipi. Predhodno je bila vodja kadrov v podjetju Nordeus, srbskega globalno uveljavnega IT podjetja, ki prav tako deluje na področju mobilne gaming industrije. Danes govorimo o izzivih hitre rasti ekipe in vodenju leti skozi zastavljene vrednote in kulturo podjetja. Kako definirati tako imenovano people strategy? in zakaj je leta pomembna, kaj pomeni job crafting pri kadri in kako lahko vsak član ekipe prispeva k sooblikovanju lastne karijerne poti. Prisluhnite pogovoru Milene in Uroša v angliškem jeziku v tokratni epizodi podcasta Pika na P. Hi Milena, thank you for joining us today. Hi Uroš. I must say that ever since Marco Premier, one of our past guests, mentioned that he learned a lot about HR and HR practices from Outfit7, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Let's see, so no pressure. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> yeah. So just to give us a scope of uh, what are you dealing with on a day-to-day basis, uh, how big is today the Outfit 7, let's say, employee-wise? Uh, so at this moment, we are a little bit less than 400 people. And that's on six locations, five countries. So it's headquarters on Cyprus. Then we have... Um, small offices in UK, in London, in China, in Hangzhou and Beijing. And then we have also game development studios in Barcelona, in Spain and in Dublin, of course. Okay, great. So let's say all the stuff that, uh, let's say all the potential problems, challenges that come with size and being distributed and across different cultures are there for you to, uh, let's say, deal with them. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, we we are not the lucky ones not to have them. Uh, Yes, so it's like um, scaling, growing, uh, having multiple locations. Like those are all people challenges that we have at this moment. So with, uh, let's say, with growth and size, uh, there are usually new and new, let's say, tools, approaches that you use in HR, uh, let's say, in dealing with people. Uh, So for me, would be really interesting, let's say, what's, what was the last thing that you implemented? Uh, what's the last thing that you worked on that you're really proud of? Okay, so the thing that we are currently working on is a team building. Yeah. And like, uh, it's like uh, multiple locations, uh, team building plus in a coronavirus time. So yeah. this made a, like, it brought a new dimension of the complexity. So we are doing it in a hybrid way as now everything is hybrid. So this is like the the current challenge. Um, Also what we are doing, um, like in this year, just it was a lot of um, alignment regarding benefits and different internal policies uh, for different countries and different location, which is something I didn't think I will will work on in HR, but it's like a 
challenging problem to be solved. And then a lot of career development, uh, how actually to um, do a job crafting so that people can make their custom career paths. A lot of very diverse things. But the biggest challenge we actually were like, that was in front of us was how to be aligned in all these efforts. I think that with the size and growth, this is the, the biggest challenge we were um, fronting. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, did you find a solution for that? <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are trying. Uh, so we are experimenting. We are trying, you know, learning a lot, um, listening about good practices, trying something. Some things work, something doesn't work and then like we are trying to to actually find out our custom solution so let's say uh, this problem of being aligned let's say so it's something that probably a lot of not a lot each and every one of growing companies face with let's say uh and even smaller ones so how did you approach to how what what is your approach to solving it let's say or to tackle it one word over communicating. <laughs> so <laughs> even when you think that something is clear and that you said it many times, over communicated. Uh, this is like a generally my rule for remote work, for the um, diverse teams across different locations and so on. But if I go more into uh, HR people topics, yeah. so what we did is that actually this year we this year is we we first designed our people strategy and let's say that this was like um one of the tools that we used in order to be aligned to be aligned uh in our approach to people how we treat them how we guide them what we promise to our employees so uh, what is our direction when it comes to being a people first company okay this sounds really interesting that's it so people strategy uh you described it a little bit what it is but uh, let's say it's hard for me to imagine exactly let's say so what is it a, a set of documents is it like a 50 page handbook so how does it look like so it looks like one pager like okay. are... I, I, I like it much better now <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not yeah especially when you mentioned this word strategy i was also yeah. struggling i was struggling a lot i didn't want to know a corpo document 50 pages no one reads uh, bullet points and like that you check so i didn't want this and i was personally struggling hey do we need it should we write it i don't want it to be like uh, just words on paper you know and then we said okay let's do it as a one pager let's do it as one pager so like something that we can all align on and let's also test it that when we make it and uh, tell like discuss this with our employees if they say okay nothing new then we are doing a good job you know like if that's it's all familiar to them then we are like okay then we are leaving this strategy exactly could we let's say talk a little bit more more about why exactly did you need this document you said okay alignment but uh, uh i'm more interested in let's say what were the symptoms uh that you so that uh, made you think that current solutions are not good enough. Let's say that you need something new. Yeah. So with the growth, we also have more teams that are dealing with people topics. So for example, we have HR team, office team. Then we have also internal comms team and then a little bit of brand and employer brand. Like, don't imagine this is not like 100 people, like, but small teams that are in different perspectives and different area 
discussing people topics and also to include management because they are not business, they are people focused as well. And then what we realized is that um, with the growth more and more, uh, we were maybe not having completely the same approach and like uh, it was very different um, how we would approach different problems and how we would react on them. But the biggest symptom was that um, decision-making. So uh, we started feeling, people started feeling that they are not empowered to make decisions. You know, they started because uh, they were not sure we are aligned and we needed to double check, to get additional info or to ask a manager if uh, we can do something. And we don't want to have that kind of culture. We want to have a really culture when people are experts and empowered to make decisions. And uh, this is why we said, okay, either we go with a bunch of policies, uh, which is not us and not something we believe in, or we go with the strategy that we are aligned on and that it's our direction. And then as long as, as we are all aligned and we follow this strategy, we know that we will make right decisions. And this was the main reason why we made it. Okay, so if I heard you correctly, let's say uh, a lot of double-checking started to happen. Let's say, is this the right approach? Is this the thing that we need to do? Uh, and you then mentioned, okay, let's say we are not about policies, we are about setting the direction. But are not, let's say, the usually the, when I discuss with entrepreneurs, something like they, say, they say they have a, a company values as a tool to help them with that. Is this not enough? Let's say, why do you then need the people strategy? Yes. So we also, of course, have a company values and their foundation for it. So without them, no strategy will, will work. So they are the foundation and they, like, we build our people strategy based on it. But you know what? It comes like company values are very broad. And then like we have value, for example, make it happen or like no limits. And what does that mean to different people? It's very different, you know, and then especially when you work multiple locations, remote work, it's hard also to see all the time behaviors and to promote these values. Of course, we do it, but it's not uh, the same as we were when we were in office all the time. And then this strategy was more like explaining how to put these values in everything, in selecting people, in hiring, in promoting people, in rewarding them, in building the office space and culture and vibes. So this is like more as a guide how to actually apply your values in everything you do. And in some cases also how to recognize when behaviors are not aligned with values. Okay. Maybe it will help me, let's say, visualize it if we, let's say, discuss what actually is let's say so what, what are the what is the content of the strategy let's say uh, on one page can you let's say describe it a little bit yes so like as i said it's one pager so it's simple <laughs> we have four pillars and those are select grow succeed and belong so like career development no like onboarding or something like that let's say or... like it's a combination so select is who do we hire like what are we focused on who do we attract you know because this is also maybe a mistake sometimes uh, companies and we also made many times. It's like you start to, you know, play everywhere and there you don't win anywhere. <laughs> like in the terms that you need to know who are you looking for and then also who are you not looking for? Like you have to make these kind of decisions and to focus on something. So this is like this pillar select is like, like what kind of people we want to attract, what kind of people we want to, to hire. 
that we are. Can you share with us, let's say, what actually are the people that you are looking for? Such for me to better imagine this all. Exactly, exactly. So we are like like few points there are like we are looking for a people. So we hire for mindset because we believe okay. that skill set can be learned, and this is always our priority. So even when we hire experienced people, we look for additional knowledge perspective they could bring us. Uh, so we are very cautious not to hire always the same kind of people. Uh, then we are looking for um, a potential, so for the potential to grow and to actually level up, uh, and for a passion. Not just a passion. We are like an entertainment and a gaming focused company. Not just a passion for for gaming, but also passion about your work, you know, that you are really into it, that it's like your craft and you want to level it up. And the important thing, for example, here is that we have a rule that internal talent comes first. So um, whenever we have a new position or whenever we, we are thinking about opening up, we always first talk with our employees. So if you know a QA who is eager to become a product manager, we will always give advantage internally to people because this is really important. That is that goes actually to the next pillar, which is grow. How to give opportunities to people to give uh, to grow their career and build their custom pets in the company. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Let's say okay. So you mentioned some of stuff, but uh, let's say you didn't. Uh, there was no talk about alignment with company values here. Let's say selection or. Is just something that no, it's absolutely as I said, they are foundation of everything. Maybe I'm not mentioning them because I, uh, I like it's understood for me that they are okay. there when we hire, yeah. that's a must for sure. So, the next one, then the one, the next pillar is uh, grow. The next pillar is growth, yes, and that's actually exactly what I was, what I was thinking. You know, uh, sometimes we are known by like great environment that we provide in Outfit 7, I don't know, super perks, nice gifts and things like this. But actually, this is not where we want to focus the most. So we don't want to be a perk culture. Of course, we are going to be flexible, casual culture and creative one. But we don't want to, that this is like our distincting advantage, but we want this growth. So we want to give many opportunities people to learn internally, on the job and externally. And this is just why this is important for me, uh, because this is not only the responsibility of the company. We believe also in employee-driven development. So we are there to support, to give the tools, to give the all the necessary support, but it's on employee to build a path. It's on them to think, hey, I would like to grow here. And of course, manager helps, manager coaches them to find a way. But at the end, it's like a, from both sides, not just from company, but company and employee should participate in it. Okay, so this is, a, let's say, then a kind of a guideline, let's say, also to anybody, let's say, dealing with people in the company, uh, let's say, in a way, how to communicate, how to set expectations, uh, so that it's not micromanagement, but it's, uh, let's say, set expectations and then leave the guys alone to do it or something like that. Yes, it's like... I would call it empowerment, you know, like that we are aligned. We together set the vision for future. We discuss a lot that we, that we understand it. But then the ways how to come to those goals, that's actually on employee with, as I said, all the necessary support on this path. But it's on employee to, they are experts. So it's on them to craft the way. Then the next pillar is uh, succeed. Yes. And this is like, 
this is actually a very interesting topic. This succeed is how we reward employees for the work they do. And then like, uh, I think that very often companies do not put a lot of um, thoughts into it. They come up like with some, I don't know, um, rewarding system that they either copied for the company they liked or they, I know, made based on some financial formula. But I think this is super important because what you reward is actually what you promote in the terms of what kind of behaviors. And I think that this is, this is super important that HR thinks about and management, of course, together, that they think about, they're like, okay, what kind of culture we want to build, what kind of environment, and then to make a rewarding system that uh, follows that. For example, we have profit sharing, you know, and then you can see, yeah, but our profit sharing is uh, connected with the company performance, not completely with individual performance. And that also builds one kind of culture, culture that's focused more on a teamwork and shared goals and not individual ones. And I'm not saying that this fits every environment. I'm just saying like that you really need to think about what you want to promote when building these systems. So let's say in Succeed, there is just profit sharing or is there something else, let's say, that you jotted down? There are different, yes, there are different things. So there are like um, how we approach people when it comes to salary ranges like that. We have like, for example, the same salary range range for all the disciplines. So we believe that equality is important and that everyone contributes in their own field. Uh, Then that we have this regular performance reviews so that people can see how are they contributing and they can see um, how their success is actually helping the company success and the team success. And then we have also like, I don't know, uh, salary increases, we have promotions that are not set by quotas, you know, so we want to say that uh, we can have a high performing team and not set it, okay, 20% can be performance no one else is. So it's like more the way how we do things than exactly um, uh, what the system will be. Yeah, so it's not like a let's say school system in our region where there's like a goal score and then if let's say the whole class does better on a test, then it's just, uh, there will still be, let's say, 20% of uh, fires or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, that it's discouraging. It's discouraging completely. And I think this is also a little bit old school approach that also like uh, many big corporations are like now, like stop doing it. I don't think, I think that Microsoft was the most popular with, with this kind of uh, approach. But that was also, I think, more than 10 years ago, uh, they also change it. So I, I think that we are now all into more a let's have a feedback driven or like feed forward, <laughs> to call it more modern uh, driven uh, performance and not just, okay, let's have a KPIs and let's set them and put people in a table and then check the boxes. You know? Okay. And there was one more, let's say, if I remember there were four pillars. Yes. And the last one is belong. And this one is, maybe this one is the most describing this culture and values, you know, and this one focus on what kind of environment we want to make. Uh, So, for example, we have a be yourself environment, which means that we are really trying to nurture diversity. And that's not easy always, (laughs) especially now we can see it, you know, with different locations and then different local mentalities. How are things done on Cyprus? How are things done in China? How are things done in Spain? 
we had some time to adapt to siesta time. So like uh, all these differences, they are not easy to, to, to go through. So it takes time to understand them. It takes time to get used to them. It takes time to adapt from all sides. But once when that happened, it really brings a lot of additional value. And okay. this is can, can I just, uh, let's say, have an additional question here. Let's say uh, we are just, uh, let's say, a local international group. And we, even with this scope, let's say, we already found some differences in a way, in approach to communication. So everything else, I'm, let's say, I'm completely agree diversity is really good. It helps. That's it's all, also in our strategy not to, that's to leave local management, not to change anything, to leave companies alone because there's a lot of, uh, uh tacit knowledge, uh, and so on already in the company. But with the communication styles and let's say what's acceptable as a way of communication, there's somewhere where I really had a problem, let's say. So because somewhere uh, in some countries, it's completely acceptable, let's say, to ask multiple times for a thing, let's say, uh, if you send an email and so on. And this is not something I was accustomed to. For me, if somebody didn't, let's say, finish when what we discussed, and if I, let's say, would ask them again, it's like, uh, okay, I'm being aggressive. While on the other side, it's expected. How did you deal with this kind of problems? Probably there are, let's say, did you standardize on the, let's say, a way that communication inside the company, inside the group should happen or what have you done? No, so we didn't standardize it. We were thinking about it, but then we come back to those policies, you know, that uh, you can never make a perfect policies and then there will always be a holes. So we have approached that we are, brutally honest with good intentions so this is our approach so that means that maybe we are as a company a little bit more direct and straightforward than it is like than people are used to especially in some in some uh so country. you you brought uh, uh, let's say you codified balkan directness because this is something that i was not aware that we are really direct but when yes. you are dealing with international uh sphere then you find out that you are basically root for some people, but you codify this, let's say, okay, this is the way we do it. Well, if we go over the line and this is like seen as rude by other, like, let's say nationalities or like by the other communication styles, it doesn't even have to be nationality, then those people raise it and we discuss it. So we are trying always to find the, like this line, like it's a thin line and it's like not very, super defined, you know, because we don't want to go into this, A, you cannot joke about that, A, you have to be completely political correct, but we have a rule that if something, if you hurt other person, even unintentionally, this is something that has to get out and that has to be discussed, you know, so like we are trying to be direct, straightforward, not to sugarcoat things um, and to say what we think, because once again, when this feedback comes from a good place, <laughs> we are uh, having this Outfit 7 Mindset workshops, which is really important for us. And that's like actually made on um, core at work, um, core strengths, but are by Arbiter Institute. And like, but then adapted to, to Outfit 7. And like, this is what we're always saying. If you have a good intentions and if any feedback, any communications from comes from a good place, like so with the good intentions, then it will resonate that people will understand it. And if they don't, we open up and discuss it. So uh, conflicts will arrive. We will not 
uh, we cannot like just neglect them or we cannot avoid them, but we need to solve them. And this is the idea. But also we sometimes have to tone down the, the Balkan directness. So uh, sometimes we are a, we need to adapt also. We need to understand that some people communicate differently and we don't want to be a, uh, assholes who are like uh, just doing their way and like ignoring anything else. So we are adapting on this as well. It took me like six months to realize that uh, I'm perceived like an asshole sometimes, let's say, because being too, too direct. Let's say. Yeah. Uh, what happens there, like what helps is, I also want to say this, these workshops and like having a framework in the company yeah. helps a lot, you know? So yeah. for example... Could, could, could you tell, tell, tell me a little bit more about, let's say you said like mindset workshops, outfit seven mindset workshops. Yes, like Outfit 7 Mindset Workshop is actually how we do things, you know. And this is like when I was on this one, like I was impressed. And I am an HR person, so I went to many workshops. And like uh, sometimes with that, you know, uh, smart ass attitude, like, okay, what's going to be here new? And then with this one, I was like, oh, you, I, it really hit me, you know. It really hit me because it, the workshop brought out many things that I'm not doing right. So one of it was like this, that we call it in a box. So the moment when you get in conflict with someone, and it means that you are in a box because you don't see that person as a person anymore. It's an object, it's a problem to you, and it's something you need to overcome. And in this mindset, especially if both people, like persons are in the box, you cannot solve problems. And then like it was a lot of tools how to recognize when you are in the box, and it's a lot of tools how to get out of the box and... Um, with the best possible question, how am I a problem to another person? So imagine yourself in a conflict and then you're like, oh my God, that uh, like person is not doing this and they are not delivering that and I cannot work with them and they're not communicating right, so on. And then ask yourself a question, how am I a problem? And that actually brings you into thinking, how can you help? How can you solve these things? And this is like outstanding. And the great thing is that with this mindset, we have a framework for talking. And then you come and say, hey, Urosh, I think you are in the box with Milena. What do you think? You know, other people are allowed to bring it up, to bring it, bring it outside. And one more that I need to mention is like this um, SDIs. So like, as I mentioned, core strengths, uh, strength development inventory. We all go through this workshop and we all actually know which are our values. And then like based on these values, it's a very simplified mod model, but based on these values, you know, actually what's important to other person, you know, why are they behaving as they are? And these things are super important because that gives you understanding. And then Urosh is not an asshole. He is like a result driven person. Yeah, so this is like uh, some kind of profiling uh, tool or... Yeah, we can call it profiling. And this is actually like, you, you reminded me, so don't put a label on a person. <laughs> so it's all... <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but uh, so this is a part of onboarding or are these regular uh, workshops that you attend uh, when you need to or you have to? <laughs> it's ongoing thing. So this, uh, as you call it profiling, this SDI gets to, to know yourself and like, um, and that, that others also get to know you. This is part of the onboarding. So this happens in the first month. Then this outfit seven mindset happen in first six months, but then we have refreshers on two years and so on. And then we have outfit seven mindset for 
managers, for top management. So we are trying to make this living thing constant, you know, not one workshop you attended and then forget about it. You also mentioned, uh, sorry, because I'm being so inquisitive, but it's really interesting. You also mentioned that you know what other person is, let's say, uh, what kind of person is. Is there some kind of internet where then it's like, this is your profile, this is the result of this workshop that you can look up, I uh, say, to see who are you dealing with or how do you so, know? So, yes. Um, so first, like, all the newcomers are together on this workshop. Uh, which is also a nice bonding moment, you know, for them uh, to get familiar with because they are in similar shoes. Um, and then we all have our colors because this is very, very simple system. As I said, just the foundation, just framework for it. So everyone has uh, their colors that you can see on our uh, employee profiles in our HR tool, but we are also wearing them on our entrance cards. So then you can oh. see it's a combination of colors and everyone understands what's behind that. So you can see it like my colors are red, blue, and then you can see that I am focused uh, both on people and results, you know, and like the, the missing color is green, which is analytical. And then, you know, okay, don't bother Milena with too many details, you know, like, and like, this is like really great because you know how to approach, approach a person and you know what they value and what is important for them. So like, for me, it would be, okay, show me what kind of impact we are going to make and show me, um, what is there for people, you know? And you got my buy-in. So that's, uh, that's like actually understanding yourself. No, I can, I, I can see that this can really help, let's say, the communication and so on, because it's like common framework. Uh, you know other person in advance a little bit, even if we meet, meet them for the first time. There's a lot of this. Like, yeah, it's also like a very great framework for giving feedback. So when you mentioned communication, you know, like yeah. it's also much easier to say, hey, Milena, you're being a little bit too red now and not telling hey, Milena, you are being like too direct, goal-oriented, uh, maybe aggressive, you know. You give a framework, like a wording, so that uh, the feedback is more constructive. And this is... This yeah, is awesome. it's not personal. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, let's see, four pillars. Uh, and it's all on one page. Yes. Uh, to me, let's say, usually when you're asked to, let's say, present something or something like that, it's easy to do it in 50 pages because, let's say, then you don't have to cut anything and you don't have to really distill it down. And you did it on one pager. So how long did it took you, uh, let's say, to finish this process? <laughs> I don't want to sound arrogant, but for this one pager, two days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you accomplished, let's say, <laughs> let's say not sounding. Okay. How did you manage to pull off this in two days? No, I, I'm joking. Like, uh, okay. two days, I mean, it took us two days to put this one pager. And exactly because we don't want it, uh, um, as I said, like, you don't, we don't want that it's like a policy no one reads and so on. We didn't even use a copywriter. We were like, this is going to be us, like, uh, okay. as we are so not perfect but like made out of something we believe in and uh, this is why it took us um, two days but I would be completely unfair to say that the whole strategy is made in two days it's like actually made on it's based on everything we were making before it's made on years of listening to employee satisfaction and following up on that uh, years of getting a lot of feedback uh, then of course years of hiring and uh, having a hiring strategy 
setting the employer brand strategy, setting our EVP employee value proposition. So we had all these things already set, which actually made it, we could make this one pager in two days, you know. Okay, now you made a mistake. You mentioned some <laughs> terms that uh, I don't know if you will finish in, let's say, in the next hour. But okay, employee value pro- proposition or what EVP you mentioned, what, what's that? Uh, so entrepreneurs knows, you know, when they make yeah. a product, yeah. <laughs> what is it uh, in their product that's making it different on the market? You know, yeah. what is the additional value that it is making, uh, what additional need or problem it is solving and so on. So it is the same with companies. So what are you, you know, in the sea and so saturated market with many amazing companies, uh, what is that makes you stand out? You know, what are you doing differently, better, or like what you're trying to actually accomplish? And this is your EVP. So this is like, um, what makes you different? What makes you stand out if a candidate has to choose between 20 great companies and there are more in Slovenia just, how, why would they choose you? So this is what you have to answer uh, for yourself. And then like, you don't even have to be there. I'm not saying for all those things, yeah, we achieved them. So for this example, employee-driven growth, like this is also our, as I said, strategy direction. We are doing some things good, some things we still didn't develop, but we know, okay, this is our direction. This is where we want to work on. And then as HR, it's easy. Okay, let's focus on development and let's not focus on, I don't know, some other uh, policies or some other things uh, that are not our strength. Yeah, I must say that uh, strategy as a word is often misunderstood. Let's say it's something that I dealt with when, uh, let's say, my, my current position is chief strategy officer. Uh, and uh, when okay, we dis- discussed that we need this, I was like, okay, what, what actually is a strategy and so on? And then let's say the best definition what I found out is, okay, you have to have a challenge and a strategy as a way that you want to gather. So let's say... Without a challenge, it's not worth it. And uh, yeah, I can see that. Say, I, I understand this document as, a, let's say, guidelines as a preferred way to get to the goal. Let's say so. There's probably also a goal. Uh, let's say that you want for a company. So, what's the goal behind this strategy? Oh, like we want to the so we also when define company goals, <laughs> and this is my advice for the entrepreneurs. When we define company goals, we define financial goals, product goals, uh, some like R&D, like a, a, a new things goal, but we also define people goal, you know. And with this strategy, it is for us actually to scale, to be the employer of choice for, for our targeted audience, but it's also to be known by these employee growth opportunities that we are providing to our employees. So like... We talked about select, grow, succeed, belong as the pillars. And the growth is something that we want to stand out uh, with this one. Yeah, yeah it's uh, for entrepreneurs, let's say, I can see this really being helpful, let's say, for your uh, company of 400 people and growing. Uh, and at this size, let's say, uh, these decisions... Uh, let's say strategic ones are completely separated, let's say from operations. Let's say they can be completely separated in a way. Uh, but when you're, let's say, smaller entrepreneur or small, smaller company, they're mixed together somehow, let's say. So let's say a lot of day to day decisions are actually strategic ones, but you're not even aware of it. You don't perceive them as that because they, you solve operational problems. Let's say, uh, 
I'm getting to a question, let's say, so just <laughs> bear with me a little bit. Uh, so let's say people strategy is useful for you, let's say this size, but uh, do you think it's something that, uh, let's say, an entrepreneur with, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 people should also work on? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I don't think like you need it. I, I said like, we go back to the beginning of our thought, thought, like what were the symptoms we are trying to solve it. And if you don't have these symptoms, you don't have these challenges, problems, don't do it. And it's also not something you start. Like, as I said, when you come a situation that you can make it in two days, that's probably a moment when you should make it, you know, like, or maybe a little bit before. But, but the point is that um, it's actually something that follows later on. At the beginning, you don't need it. You don't need it in this form. But you need, as an entrepreneur, to think about this. You need to think, what do you want people-wise? You know, not just business-wise, but like maybe it's the best to imagine, imagine your company growing. You know, what size do you want? And it's completely okay to say, hey, I would like that we stay boutique kind of company with, I know, 80 people and that's it and to handle things in this way. And then when you imagine what kind of culture, what kind of communication, how people work, how they interact this is what you should have that's like a, a vision and then you don't need to have this document but as you said every decision in that moment is a strategic one when you decide how you're going to pay your people when you decide this how you're going to reward when you decide who are you going to hire hey i have this amazing expert that would teach us a lot but i'm not sure that he will actually fit into the team and these decisions are actually defining your, your people's strategy. And that's completely enough. You don't need a one-pager or any kind of document. In my experience, let's say, when it's, the team is small, uh, let's say at the beginning, let's say under 10, I, I never experienced any kind of these problems, let's say. Uh, it, there's natural osmosis, let's say. So there's some kind of alignment, let's say. The values are shared and so on. Uh, when the thing grows, let's say, above 10 or something like that, it, uh, let's say that there was the first time uh, when I uttered, uh, let's say, the sentence, oh, this is not the way we do things. So for me, it was like, okay, we started defo not defining how we do things, but okay, it was, uh, no, this is not the way we do things here. Uh, and it's so strange because uh, I was, let's say, 20 at the time, or let's say early 20s, and you're telling people how to behave. It's, it's uh, uncomfortable, let's say. Uh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'll make a metaphor with a small kid. Like, you get a small kid, and then after, I don't know, a year or whatever, kids start telling you no. No. And then you're like, oh, my God, what happened? But actually, that's development. <laughs> that's a development phase. And uh, I'm a psychologist. I remember that uh, when we were like um, learning about um, a child's development, then a, a professor told us when a kid does to you, bake him a cake <laughs> because he's like on a great development step to grow further, you know, and to develop his own kind of thinking and his own approach and his own personality so the same is lead companies like they are now on a way to grow and they are now developing as a more complex organism you know like constantly changing interacting with different pieces and uh, yeah it's a strange feeling but as i said it's a development phase and it's like cool you first say okay no 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 these are not this is not how we do things 
but it's that phase when it is super important actually to think and say, but how are you doing things? You know, so that it's also not always negative in the ways, A, of course you can call out and you should call out like negative behaviors, but you should also teach people this is what we want, you know, because I assume that very often people don't have any bad intentions. It's just they didn't know, you know, and they didn't know what should be the approach. And then it's like up on you, I mean, the whole team to show them this. Yeah, it's also, let's say, a little bit of a leaky bucket theory, let's say. If when you, as an entrepreneur, let's say, hire somebody and you then onboard them, usually you, let's say, explain everything or and people see how you behave. When the, let's say, when the onboarding is not just done by you anymore, uh, then some stuff are missed are, uh, and if they are not explicit, they are not taught. And uh, let's say, so half of bucket is leaking and the other half is then filled with the person who's doing onboarding, let's say, by there. And then there is this uh, watering down of the values of this implicit values and so on in my... Exactly. This is why it's ongoing job. You cannot say, yeah. I said it at the beginning and now leave it. It's ongoing job and also values change and culture change. They evolve. It cannot be the same. Like with 10 people and... 50 people, culture cannot be the same, but that's not bad. That doesn't mean that it's getting worse. It's getting different. So this is a live thing and it's changed. And I think that it's just important that you think about it, that you remind yourself and work on it, not just say, okay, these are our values on the wall. Look at them and, and let's follow them. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Let's say now I remember, let's say, my discussion uh, uh, with Pushnyan Bregar uh, about, uh, let's say, his evolution as a leader and he, mm -hmm. he went from a product uh, to team and then to managing himself let's say first so it's similar with the growth of uh, let's say the company let's say first you're all about the product but then yeah you have to be about the team and then probably about let's say direction and uh, communication and so on it's i see a lot of uh, parallels here in our discussion let's say evolution of a leader yeah i i think that as well yeah it's like a person, evolution of a leader, evolution of a company. You can make many parallels. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if I say I understood you correctly, so you were not bragging. You just said, okay, we did our homework first. And then uh, let's say people's strategy is just, uh, let's say, putting this all in one place, uh, easy to understand. And then you probably have, uh, let's say, uh, documents to drill down if somebody wants to know a little bit more about certain pillar or not. Oh, we are diverse. We don't hear it. <laughs> Maybe it's actually a homework for us. Um, we don't have it, but as I said, we had a lot. We have a lot of trainings about this outfit seven mindset, about um, SDIs, like this this profiling as you as you named it. We have a lot of support leadership training. We have also HR partnering, so we have a dedicated um, HR partners who work with different departments and managers and helping them ongoingly so like we have i think a lot of channels and tools that we support so that's maybe why we suck at documentation <laughs> or maybe that's a no, no 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 it's i see it's uh let's say don't tell do approach uh, i i appreciate it it's much probably much more effective because uh it's it's questionable you know with the growth like probably some things could be standardized, you know, like, so you don't have to do it individually, 
but uh, we are not there yet. Who knows? We'll see. And you're a creative <laughs> company, so I don't know uh, how compatible creativity is uh, with the processes, let's yeah. say. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Okay, uh, Milena, just one last question, let's say. So, uh, when you first started as an HR person, let's say, uh, yeah. you learned a lot since then, let's say. So, what would be one your advice, let's say, to you at that point, let's say, how, what should you do better to, let's say, progress faster? What should you understand at the beginning that you understand now? Oh, it's super hard. <laughs> this is super hard because, you know, you, I think I had to go through all these things. I had to make all these mistakes uh, in order. And, and I have many, many more that I'm sure will come and, and I have much more to learn. So this is really hard. <laughs> Maybe I would say myself, don't take it so serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> in the terms, like, you need to experiment. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I was looking for a magic, perfect solution and like not maybe understanding there, there is not one, you know, um, maybe to be more open to experiment, to try things. I believe then, and I believe now in really custom solutions. So, um, maybe just to, to actually be more bold, to be more like brave to, to, to try different things, you know, and then see if it works, not works and then change it. And of course, all the time include people, 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 because neither management, neither HR, like cannot come up with some like, I know, out of blue solution, people should be included. And this is something that's, that's really important. Yeah, thank you for this conversation today. Uh, I'm, let's say, person more geared toward processes. Uh, so it was a learning experience for me, let's say. More doing, less documenting. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It was really pleasure talking to you. Sipodietnica, podietnik, želiš rasti hitreje, pa ne viš točno kako? Pride na kavo, da skupaj pogledamo, kdo vsi doježerejš v podoben podjetniški problem. Piši nam na podcast avna.sit.si ali nas najdi na www.cehed.si. Podcast Pika na P, kjer deljenje izkušen omogoča rast.